so why why is Chris Pratt why is Chris Pratt Mario? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like he's not even fucking Italian. What makes what makes him be Mario? Like what like what in I, land what in land is that? What is that? I have why? no idea. Like I heard the name and like it fucked me up for a second. Like who that? Oh, Star Lord. <laughs> yeah, like why 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 like he. He turned into a fucking action hero, and then they turned him into fucking Mario. He's not even close to Italian. They just said, fuck it, we're just gonna throw this guy in and make him fucking Mario. I guess he'll sell. He's a fucking comedian. Mario's not a comedian. Mario's Mario's a dumb person. Chris Pratt's not even Italian. He's not... God, Jesus Christ. Like, they didn't know what they were doing. Like, I saw Peach, and I was like, okay, this is this should be a live action just for Peach. Like, okay. and I enjoyed Taylor Gray or whatever her name is. Like, she looks like she could play Princess Peach if there was a live action version. Live action version, perfect. Like, she looks like she's perfect for it. It's like, oh yeah, like, she's fucking perfect. Like, she, like she looks like Peach. Like, she looks like Princess Peach. What do they do? We're gonna make you the voice of Princess Peach. It's like, God damn it, it's the wrong thing to do. She should have been <laughs> her in the live action. The only one that I think that, and then they had fucking Charlie Day. Charlie Day is fucking Luigi, and I'm like, eh. I'm like, man, he's funny as hell, but like, I don't even know if Luigi is funny. It's like, eh. it's like, eh. and then they got fucking. Um, that black, I think his name is um, the, the guy that put um, the funny guy. He's in a fucking jungle, not jungle book, uh, Jumanji, and whatever with the Rock, Jack Black. Jack Black. Why do you call him Mad Black? Shit. Anyway, Jack Black. Yeah, he is Bowser. <laughs> yeah, gotta work. Like, he can work as Bowser. Yeah. But they got Keegan Michael Keyes as fucking Toad. Toad is not a comedian. He's not comic relief. I don't understand what all of this casting was about. And then it was like, yeah, we did all this casting. We can tell you about it way later. We're just in the very beginning stages. It's like, bitch, you literally just signed them with no script, and you have nothing to show us except for, hey, we're making a Mario movie. Who cares? And it just, like, went on from there. It was like, how the fuck did you show us that? It just, it just was so, like, it just was so dumb and out of the blue for no reason. It was just, like, super fucking random. I was like, yeah. why the fuck, why would you do this? It's, like, so random. It's like MLW coming back. It was fucking random as <laughs> shit. Like, what the fuck is, like... There was no warning. It just popped up on YouTube. It was like, MLW Alpha. Why are you here? Like, you, I thought you were going to Vice. Well, th- th- this is the, the pre-episodes before Vice. But bitch, you taped this months ago. Why didn't you put this out? Because we're getting closer to the episode on October 1st? No! No, no, no. No, no, no. No. No! It didn't make, it didn't make any sense. Like... The funny part about it is like they're trying to revamp and have a bunch of new people and it's like, all right, cool. MLW, it, it deserves a revamp. But then it's like, you have all these people and it's like, I'm just looking at it like, oh, well, just like everybody that just hasn't been in the majors are just going to get signed and like, you're just going to have to restock again. It's like, that's, that's all it is. It's like, uh, you're just going to have to restock again. Like what, the, like, what the fuck? Like, they had a match between... I forgot the dude's name and... 
Gino Medina. It was a really good match. But the thing that fucked me up, like they had a stat of the dude. And it's literally like, remember this. It's 2021. The guy is 22. It said he made his debut in wrestling in 2016. And I'm like, the fuck? He wasn't even, he was, he was like fucking 16. And then it was like, he's from Florida. I'm like, there's no fucking way. He, there's no shot. No shot he was fucking 16. No fucking shot. He was 16 wrestling in Florida. I was like, come on, dude. He's really good, but it's like, there's no shot of you 16 wrestling in fucking Florida. I was like, uh, uh-uh. Must be lying about his age. I think that's what Jeff Hardy did. Dude, he, listen, if he lied about his age, first off, he looks young. He looks young. Second off, if he lied about his age and they let him go at 16, everybody who let him wrestle should be fired. Like, he literally, like, right now, he even looks like he's still a baby. And it's like, fam. It's just like, fam, like, how, like, how are you just going to let that go? Like, how are you going to let that go? <laughs> Gino Medina picked up the win, but it was like, it was a good match, but it's still like, this dude is young as fuck. They had a match between Davey Richards and TJP. The match was good. The thing I hated about the, the match was the promos beforehand. Motherfucker. Like, TJP, like, you know how, like, TJP is in real life and on Twitter and just, like, he's just, like, a complete dick. So I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, no, that's just your character. And then I'm, like, listening to him. I'm like, oh, you have brain worms. Because you really think your character is really you when you leave wrestling. Oh my god. Like, you have brain worms. I feel sorry for you. And then... Yeah, he's kind of like getting an impact now, too. So Yeah. No, that's just, that's just how he is in real life. Yeah. And then fucking Davey Richards. The funniest part about Davey Richards is like, Davey Richards is like, yeah, I'm I'm back because like I went away and like now I'm back and I'm here. And like I swear to God, that's I swear to God, he talked for like 10 minutes, but he literally just said, I'm back, I went away, I came back, and I'm back. I swear to God, that's all he said. Cause like I'm looking at him like, you ain't gonna say nothing else, is that no, this is that. They had a really good match and Davy Richards won, but it's like you didn't say anything in your promo to make me go like, yo, I, I hope you beat TJP's ass. It's just like, no, I'm back. I went away. I'm back. Let's be honest. That, that's not like a Davey Richards promo, though. Yeah, it is. Like, and I'm watching him, but I'm like, I swear to God, he's like one of the most boringest people, like, in a promo. It's like, Doug, what is, like, say something, like, say something to get me interested in his meds. I'm like, he said nothing. I'm like, all right, whatever. But I'm just like, all right, whatever. And then they set up the match between Meat Mountain, Hammerstone versus Jacob Fatsu. Title versus title, October 1st on Vice. First episode of the new MLW Fusion. And then they say, next week, Hammerstone is going to defend his title against Tom Lawler. What the fuck? Like, exactly, like, the fuck was that about? That was just a waste of a fucking... I was like, you know what? 
I'm glad this is over. Is it me just like me thinking like logically wrestling brain? Tom Lawler's mm-hmm. winning it, right? <laughs> no, like Tom Lawler's not gonna win it, but like it's like that's why I'm mad because it's like no way that Tom Lawler is gonna win this match. So why make this match right before you announce that they have a huge match that everybody's been waiting for since 2019? It's like <laughs> this huge ass match, but we're gonna put him against Tom Lawler for no fucking reason. And we know Tom Lawler's gonna lose. It's the dumbest fucking thing. It's like, I love MLW, but Jesus Christ, like, this is like the worst half ass comeback. And then they did a fucking House of Hardcore thing. They did a House of Hardcore thing. And I swear to God, I was like, how are they getting money? How are they getting fucking money? Because they have Dario Cueto talking. And he's talking about, I swear he was trying to talk about how he's taking over MLW and this is his Lucha Underground. But the audio was so disgustingly bad that I was like, huh? Fucking, huh? I remember the House of Hardcore days. Aztec, what? What the fuck are you saying? Turned it up to 60. Huh? And then like when I turned it up to 60, it was just buzzing. Like, Like, you were a fucking company with money. This is only happened to House of Hardcore. Why did it happen here? And like, then he got at the camera and he he screamed Lucha with his mouth open and like tried to eat the camera. It was so fucking horrible because it wasn't like it got louder when he screamed Lucha. It just was like inaudible. And then he ate the camera. It was like, like, what? I understood it because like I read what he was saying. It's like, what? Like you, this was just monstrously bad, like bad. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, so it was like Jesus Christ. It was like it was so bad, it was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> Fucking NXT UK, like I, like this was one of those episodes where I was like, it was literally all over the place. But it just like everything was weird because it's like all over the place setting up stuff that you're like half of the shit I really don't give a shit about. But it's like okay, we end up in a good match because like first off we get Wolfgang advancing in the tournament. You're like okay, well that, that's cool, whatever. Wolfgang advances. Then you have like a subculture thing. They're in the back and Danny Luna's lifting weights and they're talking about how she's so cool and she's so strong. Zaya Brookside comes up and is like, yeah, but you're not fast. Face me. It's like, the fuck does fast have to do with winning a match? The fuck was that about? And they was like, oh, I don't know what that's about. Then they walk around and the fucking, I forgot his name, the fucking weirdo dude with the bald head, he sprayed up, like he sprayed the subculture thing and they're like, who did this? He just walked away from it and said, ha 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 subculture. And they just walk over there. Who did this? What Scooby-Doo bullshit is this? You literally <laughs> just see them walk away. What the fuck was that? It's like, okay, this is just dumb. We had, then we had um, Isla Dawn versus Jenny with Joseph Connors. So, throughout the match, this is really fucking stupid. Isla Dawn just starts flirting with Joseph Connors. And it's like, she's doing it to get Jenny off of her game. 
Jenny wins the fucking match because Isla Dawn got distracted by talking to Joseph Connors. It's like, I don't, I'm not even sure what the hell happened. I'm not even sure what the, I'm like, why? Like, that was so dumb. Had a, we had a fucking backstage thing with uh, Ashton Smith and his partner, and they're talking, and Trent Seven's there, and they're talking, what's better, the booking or the rock bottom? Of course, you know the rock bottom is better than the booking. So Trent Seven is like, he's like, he's like, you guys are in the real tag team. You can't beat me and Tyler Bates. So Ashton Smith is like, don't you think you should ask Tyler first? He's like, no, we got a tag team match next week. He's like, but you should ask your partner. Like, and then he, Trent Seven walks away and he's like, yo, he, I think he should ask his partner because, like, isn't he a champion? And the other guy was like, yep. And I was like, this is <laughs> So then we get to the main event, which is a triple threat for the number one contender, Nathan Frazier, Rampage, and A Kid. And so in the beginning of the match, it's like, oh, it's just. Uh, two small dudes and a big guy is going to be meh. And then it was like, okay. Okay. Oh, it turned up. And then it just got to a really good match. And a kid won. And it's like, I didn't see that happening. I actually thought that Rampage would go against Ilya Dragunov. But it's going to be a kid versus Dragunov. He's the smallest guy in that match, too, right? Yeah, he's the smallest guy, but, like, he can wrestle his fucking ass off. So... Yeah. That match between him and Juggernaut should be awesome. Yeah, it's, it's going to be match of the... It's probably going to be in a candidate of match of the year, which is, like, basically what this fucking weekend was. And, like, besides besides that, it's, like, this, the beginning of the weekend was just, like, fucking... Just... So it started off with like we ended the podcast. It was over. Podcast goes up and like like I said, I was like, I'm going to watch the G1. So I'm getting ready to get to bed, chill, relax, so I can put on the G1. Fucking notification pops up on my tablet. What the fuck is this? It says, Hey, fight TV. That thing you ordered. What did I order? What did I order? Gresham versus Suzuki. Oh my god! And my when but I literally, I swear to God, I got in there right as Jonathan Gresham was walking to the ring. I'm like, oh my god! I fucking almost missed it. Almost fucking missed it. <laughs> they had a fucking spectacular match. Loved it. So Suzuki won with the God's Power Driver. It's like, okay, cool. So once again, it's like, all right. Suzuki incident, it's over. We we had that. Woo! We, we escaped that. It's like they're playing this music, it's about to go off, and then he gets cut off. And like everybody's like, oh, what the fuck? But here comes Nick Gage. So Nick Gage comes out and he challenges Suzuki to a match October 20 something GCW. It's like, okay, I'll watch. I'll watch. So, yeah, that's how the weekend started off. And then we went to the G1. We went to the G1, and everybody had already said, I need you playing this crap. We're not going to watch the G1. And, and I said, 
It's night one of the G1. You're telling me these matches aren't going to get you interested. No. So, okay, have that. You can have that. You can have that. All you, you can, can have that. It started off with Ibushi versus Yujiro Takahashi. And it's like, okay. Yujiro, Tokyo, pimp, success. Fuck it, whatever. Him versus Ibushi. And you're like, all right. Ibushi's going to kill it. Ibushi's just coming back from COVID. He's going to do whatever. Pimp drop. What? Wait, you just got hit with pimp juice? Wait, one, two, three. Wait. What? What? Yeah. Ibushi just lost. What? Like, what? Yeah, he just lost. No one saw that coming. Yeah, no one saw that coming. Like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, so, so then we have Yano from fucking comedy versus Kenta. And you're like, okay. All right. Everybody immediately checks out because half of the fucking half of the fucking dipshits are like, oh, it's fucking comedy. We get enough of the comedy. And this is too much comedy. And it's dumb. It's like, this, this is why he's here to drag down the show so the fucking show can be. I was like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Like, fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck these guys. So. The match happens, and when Yano comes out, he has this big thing, like, he's the producer, he makes ramen, he does this, he does that, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, all of this bullshit. Yano talks all of this shit, and you're like, oh, well, like, that's Yano's thing. So, Kenta comes out, and he comes out, and he has this book, and he walks over to the announcer, and he says, say this. So, the announcer's like, what? Say this. And, like, so, basically, Kenta was just mocking Yano and Yano was like, "Hey, listen, we're supposed to have a match. Like, why is he doing this?" And, it, and Kent is like, "You do it, so I'm doing it." He's like, "Okay, fuck you." <laughs> so they have the match, and last time Yano taped him up and won. So the whole, like, the whole first part of the match is the ref finding tape on Kenta and Yano, and then around the ring, and the ref just keeps finding tape. So they're wrestling. And, like, it's not even a real wrestling match. It's pure comedy. So, Yano and Kenta wrestle, wrestle all the way to the entrance. Kenta hid some tape in the beginning entrance, taped up Yano, ran back in the ring. Yano got counted out. <laughs> he won. And I'm like, that's funny. That's fucking funny to me. I like it. We got a match between Tangaloa and the great Okan, who everybody... Like, ah, he's slow, he's born. It was a pretty good match. So, like, yeah, you shut the fuck up. It was a pretty good match. Tangaloa had a good match. I'm like, okay, cool. Then we had Zack Sabre Jr. versus Naito. Naito comes in there with a taped up knee. It's like, okay. They're wrestling, and Zack is just fucking him up. Just every submission you can put him in. Naito's trying to come back, and Naito hits a move, and he lands on his leg, and you can see right there, that's when... Naito's knee pops. It's like, oh, that's that's it. Zach went back to the knee because that's what he was working on the whole match. And he puts him in a submission and like Naito just starts screaming and tapping. You're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, everybody's like, oh, Naito's just selling. Naito's just selling. He's limping. He's limping to the back. And then we find out that Naito tore some ligaments and is out of the G1. It's like, God, that sucks. So then we had the, yeah, we had the main event of that show, Ishii versus Shingo. If if 
Like, this is what pissed me off. If these motherfuckers did not go into this match going, Ishii and Shingo are going to have a fucking blowaway main event. They're fucking crazy. And yes, they are fucking crazy because they are smooth brain degenerate idiots. And they saw the match and was like, oh, New Japan might be back. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, it's a G1. Nobody fucking bullshits in the G1. It's the fucking G1. God damn it, you, you're goddamn right. So then we had night two. And I don't remember all the matches from night two, but I remember the ones that stuck out. Tamatanga versus Sonata. They're basically the same fucking person, except one is just actual, just just most boring human being in wrestling. He's he's a nice person. He's one of the nicest people that you ever meet. He's just boring as shit in wrestling. I don't even know why the fucking Japanese fans love him. Sonata is fucking boring as shit. Sonata can wrestle his ass off. Sonata can do shit without even thinking about it. Flips wrestling moves he could do whatever and you're just like oh my god he's great Sonata's thing is oh yeah I could do that and it's like more aggression something do something do something to make us love you like show some aggression show some fight show some heart show some something Ah, I can wrestle he wrestled Ibushi in the fucking finals of the last G1 and everybody literally said it was the most boring G1 final that I've ever saw. It's not like it was bad. Everybody's like, it's not like it's bad. It was good, but it's not great. But it's just, it just missed something. And like, Ibushi was trying to carry the match and it's like, all right, Ibushi has anger and stuff, but Sonata has nothing. It's like, eh, whatever, match. And like you can't, and the funny part is like you can't compare him to Orange Cassidy because Orange Cassidy's gimmick is, oh, I'm a lazy dude that doesn't do anything until I get angry. Sonata is the dude that does everything, but has no kind of aggression or passion to it. And it's just like, you're just like a fucking weirdo. It's like you're a weird freak that can do shit and it's just like, huh. I could do this, but like, I don't really, whatever. Like, even when his friends get beat up, he's never in like an angry mood. It's like, the fuck are you doing? Just something, just something. It's like, everybody since Sonata has got there has waited for Sonata to turn into this breakout star. Every year, he's just like, the fans love him more and more. The Japanese fans love him more and more. It's nothing that he's doing that we're missing. And it's like, they love him for some odd godforsaken reason. They're like, I mean, I guess it's because he's hot. That's one reason. But it's like, Jesus Christ, like, do something. Like, make us fucking love you again. Like, yeah, whatever. So him and Chamatanga fought, and they're just, like, both equally, like, good in the ring. Sonata won. And, like, Chamatanga is, like, all of the emotions. Sonata's, like, match. One. All right. Bye. Like, fucking do something! Then we had a match between Goto and Taichi. Taichi is the only person that I've, I can literally say, I've watched him evolve from the most hated person to almost one of the most loved people. When he was a junior, people didn't like him. When he wrestled as a solo act in a junior, when he was part of Suzuki Goon, when he was younger, 
like years ago, 2013, 14, when he would wrestle, when he started to wrestle solo, it literally was a chant in the crowd, Tai Chi go home. They would chant, Tai Chi go home, Tai Chi go home. And it just kept happening, happening, happening. Tai Chi became a heavyweight. They kept chanting, Tai Chi go home. Everybody's like, oh God, why Tai Chi wrestling? Oh, I can't believe he's wrestling now. This fucking jerk. Everybody, the Japanese fans, Tai Chi go home. And all of a sudden, he just somehow evolved to the point where it's like, half of Tai Chi go home to let's go Tai Chi. And it's like, wait, what? Like, wait, what is happening? And even I felt it was like, I- I'm kind of liking Tai Chi matches. Like, my cousin walked in, has no idea what the fuck Japanese wrestling is. He sees Tai Chi on the screen and he goes, oh, who's that? And I say, it's Tai Chi. He calls him Satoshi, but he still will never forget Satoshi. Who is Tai Chi? And it's like, what the fuck is happening? And Tai Chi got so good that it's like, ridiculous. Like, what happened? He fought Goto, he beat Goto, and it's like, okay, well, that's still like, this is still ridiculously weird. Like, what the fuck happened? Like, what happened? How did that happen? It happened. So then we get to the main event of Night 2. It's Okada versus Tanahashi. And they're wrestling, and everybody's like, instant classic. Of course it's an instant classic. But it was such an instant classic that it got to the last five minutes and everybody's like, oh yeah, five minutes remaining. What? Five minutes remaining? Oh shit, oh shit. Somebody has to win because like, you know, points. This is the G1. Somebody has to win. It's points and points. And it gets down to the last minute. It's like, all right, China's going up for the high fly flow. He hits the knees. Oh my God. He hits Okada's knees. It's like, all right, well, well this, this is going to go to the draw. This is going to go to the draw. No, Okada grabs him. Hits him with the Rainmaker. One, two, three. Right. Four seconds left. And it's like, oh, he, he did it. He did it. And a lot of people pop, excluding myself, because Okada brought back the Rainmaker, which he hasn't been using for a while. So that was night two. Then we go to night three. Since night two's out, everybody in that block gets two points. All right, fine. Great. Whatever. So, this, the show starts. Everything's happening. Kenta fights Yujiro. Kenta wins. Fine. We have fucking Yano versus the Great Okan Snooze Fest. All right, fine. We have Abushi versus Ichi. All right, cool. Yeah, they, they're gonna they're gonna have a match. All right, whatever. It's gonna be good. Bam. Okay, they're hitting a little too hard. Wham! Okay, like, too hard is too hard. Crap, crap, crap. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ! And it just kept getting intense. And it's like, it was like halfway through the match, I'm like, oh, this reminds me of when Ishii fought Shibata, all of those crazy ass matches. Then they went to like a sick ass level where it was just like, okay, please. Both of you just stop this mess. This mess needs to end. There's too much hitting. There's too much fighting. There's too much stuff. Stop, 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 stop. Literally, somebody got hit in the chin and went down completely like they're knocked the fuck out. It's like I, I I could I couldn't even say anything. It literally was like almost a murder. Ibushi won because he fucking hit Ichi with three Kamagoyes with no knee pad right in the fucking chin. 
and he got up and he fucking hit him again. I was like, Jesus Christ. And he won two, three them. It was so bad that Ishii rolled over after that and started clawing his way to Ibushi that hit him. And the ref is like, dog, the match is over. Chill. You cannot hit this man. And Ibushi was on the floor and he couldn't move. And it's like, you cannot hit him. He is fucking out. He won. You can't touch him. That's 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 how crazy it got. <laughs> but then, then we had the main event. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shingo. And Zack is coming to the ring. And as he's coming to the ring, Chris Charlton starts running off the scenario. What happened? Chris Charlton brings it back to nine years ago. Nine years ago in WXW. It was the it was a tournament. And Zack Sabre Jr. had just beat Brian Danielson. And then he had to fight Shingo Takagi. And Shingo Takagi had just beat Tyler Black, who is Seth Rollins, to get to that point. And when they met in that ring, Shingo Takagi tapped out Zack Sabre Jr. And Zack Sabre Jr. never forgave. And Zack said he was gonna make him pay. They have this match, and it's it's fucking amazing. This is a fucking banger. It's a classic. You can like Jesus. This is Zach works over fucking Shingo's arm. It's like all right, he's working over the arm. He's working over the arm because Shingo has the clothesline and he's working it over and he's working it over. And he fucking gets Zach fucking gets Shingo to tap out. And everybody's like, what the fuck? Shingo is the world champion. And he tapped out. And everybody's like, oh my God. So, Zach, happy as fuck, just gets on the mic and says, now I have to tap out seven other dickheads. It's like, okay, well, Zach, Zach, Zach. He goes to the back, he cuts his promo, and he's like, yeah, I put down the dragon, this, that, the third. But you know what? Where the fuck is the American Dragon? I'm gonna put his ass down too. I heard you talking about me. I was like, Jesus Christ, this happening. He called me, he called him out. Because this is the problem. Zack Sabre Jr. for the last four years has won the Brian Danielson Technical Wrestler Award of the Year. The last four years, Zack Sabre Jr. has won. Brian Danielson's award. Do you know how that makes Brian Danielson feel? Do you know how that makes him feel? That makes him feel fucking crazy. And Brian Danielson, before Grand Slam said in an interview, yo, I'm gonna take back my award. I'm gonna get Zack Sabre Jr. I'm gonna take back my award. So Brian Danielson started his journey to get back his award. Because he had a match against Kenny Omega at Grand Slam. How did you like that match? I liked it, but I didn't love it. You know, like okay. a lot of people loved it, but I didn't love it. You know? Okay, why? Why didn't you love it? It was like out of like ten, it probably was like at least like an eight to me. The ending, the ending. Because of the t- a draw. Yeah, but but it um, makes perfect sense though. It makes perfect sense. Yes, I okay. So I'm not gonna say that I didn't love the ending because 
it was the only outcome that didn't hurt anybody and sets up a later on match. Yeah. Like so like that was the per- like that was the perfect ending. It was a perfect yeah. ending. Like the match was great and like the only thing I didn't like about it was like a lot of people going, "Oh my god, Brian never wrestled like that in a long time. He hasn't done stuff like that in a long time." With the exception for like one or two moves, that's a bullshit lie from a lot of people and I know people are like, "Oh, you're um one of those things and I'm redacting whatever that those words are because like I'm no longer feeding into the bullshit tribalism bullshit so whatever yeah. and like people have been saying like yo like he has a rush like that I'm like yo did you not see some of his last matches and a lot of people was like yes he wrestled like that before like he's definitely wrestled like that this year and I was like nah nah he didn't this is the best he's wrestled yeah, like, he pushed himself to the uh, limit. Yeah, he did that. But it wasn't like, uh, no, it wasn't like he was, like, some totally different person. Yeah, he yeah, he was Brian Danielson. He was, like, he, he was badass, and he was back to normal. But it's like, no, it wasn't like he was, like, out of character and was, like, wrestling. He's Brian Danielson. And, like, he's yeah. been wrestling, like, in WWE. So it kind of weirded me out. But like, yeah, I, like I like the match. That's where a lot of people started to come up with the narrative of Kenny's only as good as his opponents. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, and like the part of me was like, no, like Kenny's really good. And like you even pointed out was like. You said that like you haven't seen this side of Kenny since, since New Japan. And I was like, damn, like you're right. Like it is like it basically is his opponents that bring out the side of Kenny that's like, oh, okay, well, yeah. It might be Kenny's opponents. Like he feels something that he has to prove, and that's why he wrestles the way he wrestles. Like everybody, because every match that Kenny has everybody's like, oh my god, Kenny, this is Kenny's best match. Kenny's this, Kenny's that, and like I don't feel the connection until he wrestles certain people. And Brian Danielson was one of those certain people where I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm watching this match, and as the match is going on, I'm like, oh yeah, this is why I like Kenny. Like, I was like this is exactly why I like Kenny. Like this type of match, this match, this being this kind of Kenny. I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. This is what I love. Like, this is the Kenny that I love. Okay, cool. And it's the opponents that Kenny wrestles. That's what it is. They went in on each other in this match. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So... Just being selfish, you know what I mean? But, like... Mm -hmm. And the ending, like, just part of me didn't like it. Like, the only thing that, that I wasn't liking was I thought that they were going to do like a New Japan thing where it was like we're going to get right to the end right to the very second and then nope. Somebody's <laughs> going to win. That's what I thought but like they did a draw and I was like okay I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So then we had CM Punk with one of the weirdest promos that I've ever heard. And some people was like oh my god this is Punk's best promo and I'm like did you guys analyze what he was saying and how he was saying it and what was going on through this promo? And like 
everybody's like, oh my God, it was so good. I'm like, somebody, like, somebody please tell these people, like, you need to analyze stuff when stuff happens. Because Punk comes down there and he's like, they wanted me to be angry. Well, I'm not angry because you people are here. And he's talking, but he's talking in a very angrily tone. And it's like, um, you just said you weren't angry. And he just like keeps going. And it's like, he has this super angry vibe. He has this scowl on his face. He has this look and it's like, damn, I thought you said you weren't angry. I'm not sure that you understand what angry is. Like, I'm not sure. Cause like, if this is your default, not angry, then you're just periodly angry the whole entire existence. Because that's exactly what it was. You just were fucking angry. That scene from the Avengers movie where mm-hmm. um, Black Widow's, like, it tells, like, um, Bruce, go get angry. I'm always oh, yeah. angry. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, that's what it felt like. And then he was talking about how Team Taz was sleeping on him. He's going to wake him up and then tuck him in good night and put him back to sleep. And I was like, I, like, I understand what he was saying, but like, it sounds oxymoronic. So I was <laughs> like, okay. It's like, uh, 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 like, uh, uh. <laughs> like, not much I can say after that. It's like, uh. So, then we went from that and we went to M.I. Jeff. And M.I. Jeff is fighting with Brian Pillman. So it's like, okay, cool. He's fighting with Pillman. And it's like, Pillman's going to get the win. Pillman's going to get the win. Julia Hart's out there. Julia Hart distracting. And M.I. Jeff gets the win. It's like, but what the fuck was the point of building up Pillman and just like building off the dark side of the ring? And it's like, there's no point in that. Like, it's... I would just and people, yeah, and people was like, "No, nah, that's just to put MJF over more." It's like, what the fuck, Bill. Uh, I was like, never mind. Just like, it's like, what was the point? Like, I feel like that was a waste of my like time. And like, I know we didn't care, but like, it was a waste of the time of the people who did care. Was like, eh, I don't care. Oh, well, I didn't care, but I still find it is a waste of our, our time, though. Yeah. It's for all that you shouldn't done it, you know? Exactly. So then we had Jericho and Jake Hager talk about fighting the men of the year. And they're like, oh, we're going to fight the men of the year on Friday. Whatever. Uh, uh, fight, fight, fight. Rah, rah, rah. Things works. Whatever. That's what they were talking about. So then we had Alistair Black. And then we had Cody come out. And then Brandy came out. And Arn Anderson. So Brandy's back. How do you feel about Brandy being back? Um moving on. Um the match was alright. <laughs> yes. The match wait, what? What did you just say? The match was alright. I didn't like the I didn't like this match. Yeah, no, no, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't I didn't like this match. And Arn Anderson was supposed to do a spot where he gets knocked down off the ropes, but Arn fell off of the ropes because he was trying to come around the corner on the top, and he fell, and then Cody had to knock him down. Like, that took, like, 
I know what that was supposed to be. It took me out of the match for like a second because when he fell the first time, it was like, it was a genuine fall. And it was like, oh, I'm concerned because Arn Anderson actually fell. And then he took the bump again. It was like, I don't really care about the bump. He legitimately fell off of the ring the first time. It was like a slip and fall, an accidental slip. But he still fell. And he's an old man. And I was concerned about Arn Anderson. So I was like kind of a little taken aback at that. Like, oh, is Arn, Arn, is Arn, okay. Like, that's that's what I was thinking. And Cody he gets in the ring. So the second time, they should have just left it like that. Yeah. But then Cody got in the ring and Cody winds up punching a ref. And then Alyssa Black spits in Cody's face and gets the win. And JR said the feud is not done. I wish the feud would be done. Whatever, whatever. Don't care. Now, online, everybody's like, Cody turns heel. Somebody's like, there's no heels and faces in AEW. This was done just to get Aleister Black over. And so it's like, Cody's like, if you want to boom, you boom, whatever, whatever. What say you? He did come across more heelish, in my opinion, because, you know what I mean? There were, like, some... Were, you know... Like, I don't know. Like, and he got booed. He got... He did get booed a lot. That is a heel thing. Yes. But, okay. So, I don't like this asexual hero villain thing and I know people are like oh you're talking AEW sexual no 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 when I say asexual I mean the type of animal that can switch sexes whenever they feel like it they can switch between male and female that's what an animal that is asexual is so that's what I'm talking about with this hero villain thing I don't like it because it's like one minute you could be alright we're gonna be the good guys and alright next minute we're gonna be the bad guys and it's like to get invested in somebody, you need like a strict, like a strict thing for somebody to get invested in. And I know they're like, no, because like that's the old redundant way of wrestling. Listen, New Japan has been around longer than any other company, and they have a strict heel face component. You are one or the other. Like, if it's two heels wrestling, you can cheer that person in that match. But if it's a story, it's always heel face. Heel face. There's no blurring of the lines. Like, you might just, like, if it's two heels and they have a story and they hate each other, you might just like one person a little bit more than you hate the other person. But you still boo both of them. Like, they're still getting booed, but you're going to cheer one of them. And that's the thing. It's two fucking heels that are already established heels that you have to make one a face at the time. But once the match is over, you go back to booing the bitch. Because they're established heels and faces. They're established bad guys. That's the thing. Like, I'm like I'm not going to use WWE as an example because, like, sometimes those lines are way fucking blurred. I'm using a real fucking company with straight up planted heels and faces. 
it yeah. makes stories way better when you know who's the bad guy, who's the good guy. Like when show, when show fought yo, he had the little inklings of heel, and you're like, okay, I don't want to boo him because he's still a face, but like they're having a match. And then when he started using a chair, he was like, oh my god, he he's definitely a heel. He joined the Bullet Club. It's like, oh my god, he's a heel. Fuck that guy. I've never want to do nothing with him. And everybody booed him. He was a heel. He was a heel. It wasn't to get yo over. It was to get show over. Show is now a heel. Show is a big deal heel. And why is he a big deal heel? Because he turned heel and was a heel and is going to stay a heel. He's with a heel faction. He's with a heel faction because he's a heel and he's dug down in as a heel. Lij, fucking heel faction. They got cheered so much that they decided we're going to be faces now, and they turned to faces. All of them, each and every one of them, said, "We're good guys now. We're on the good side." There's no ambiguous anything with them. They're good guys. They hang with the good guys. They do good guy shit. They're good guys. This notion of no, we're gonna be asexual where we can become whatever heel face, whatever. The next thing, this is exactly why that is completely disproven with like with that narrative. Because it was FTR versus Sting and Darby. You're gonna tell me at some point since FTR has been here, FTR has been the good guys. You're gonna tell me they've been the good guys? Exactly. You and also you're gonna tell me that Sting has been a bad guy or Darby has been a bad guy? Do this whole thing. You're gonna tell me that like their whole entire existence that that's been a thing? I I think you're wrong, and I think I know I know where your mind is, which what you're saying, but please be more responsible for what you're doing. So yeah, moving on. Like moving on. Okay. So that's Sting and FTR match. It was really good, and everybody's talking about how good Sting is, and they're like, "Oh my God, Sting is like great." This and that, and it's like, "Oh, okay." So, what say you about this match? Because I haven't. I did this like really great that like some people have came up with along with me FTR is really good at making people look good yeah they are they are um I really have not thought about this method I really didn't care that much to be honest okay Darby tried to assassinate Cash Wheeler and also he just him and his death masturbation is really I'm getting to, to that Because <laughs> <laughs> he did the coffin drop on the apron, on the cash, damn near killing cash in himself. And it's like, dude, your death masturbation really has to. I would tell him he needs to get laid, but if he gets laid, he dies. So that's <laughs> out of the question. So, yeah. And of course, FTR lost to Sting and Darby. So, yeah, good match, good match. Sting looked good. Sting 
look really good, better than people thought he would. But yes, they look good. Yeah. So then, okay. yeah. So then we had the main event: Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker, Women's Championship. How did you like this match? Second best match in the whole show. Like, yes. Between this and the first match were like the main matches I really paid attention attention to. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody yeah, no, they... everything else was like, man, but these two matches were good. No, these two matches were like these two matches were really good, and this match ended where I didn't think it was going to end. I actually thought that they were going to put the title on Ruby and that was just me being selfish and being, you know what? Ruby should have the title and that would be good. Being selfish, it's like that should happen. But Brit won and Brit sound the champion. I mean, still yeah. the champion. So, yeah. So, the only two question questions. I have is where do we go from here? Yes, I was about to ask you. That's what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. We, so, we, question, we. question one is this Brit question. Yeah. So, you were thinking Jamie Hayter, um, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, like, I don't want to see the Hater thing until later. I want the Hater thing to be later. So, but in eventuality, it's going to happen. So oh, no, it's definitely happened. Like, like, there's no way it's not happening. Yeah. There's no way it's not happening. But as far as women's champion, like I'm like, who could face her? The only person that like I know I really want to see her face is Thunder Rosa. Like that Thunder Rosa match, I want to see that. And Full Gear is coming up, so that that definitely is gonna happen. Thunder Rosa versus Brick Baker. I'm down with that. So Kenny Omega. Who gets a shot? Is it a rematch or do they move on? Uh, I would not go with the rematch because then you would have to have a definite winner and then, you know, kind of make like somebody in that match look bad and you don't want either one of these guys to look bad anytime soon. So, I kind of agree, but like, because, like, I was, like, as soon as this match was over, I was, like, yeah, like, they're going to do a rematch eventually. Uh, that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. until Kenny tweeted. And there won't be no rematch. And it's, like, once somebody does that, it's, like, you're clearly showing signs that there will be a rematch. Like, so, like, yeah. now I'm not going, oh, it's not going to be a rematch. Because to me, it would have been, like, okay, if Kenny wouldn't have said nothing, it would have been, like, okay, now Brian's out of here we're going to have to find a new challenger. And it could have been anybody. But, like, once he said rematch, it's like, okay. But, like, okay, so a lot of people are talking about, oh, the hangman thing, hangman's coming back, blah, 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 blah. I have a different end game for Kenny losing that title. Okay. And, like, it's, like, I literally said it on the podcast once before, because, like, now, like, the Hangman thing, before everybody showed up, it was, like, perfectly set in stone. It should happen. 
now the hangman thing shouldn't happen because they have a better story that's like laying right there that's just literally sitting there and it's a fucking time bomb and if you don't know I'll have to educate you because it's story time with Viper baby I need to get t-shirt <laughs> yes and you know so back in the day Kenny was the one who wanted Adam Cole out of the bullet club he wanted him gone he did everything he brought Marty Scroll to get rid of Adam Cole he Ooh. turned on Adam Cole he was the one who told the Bucks to poison him and get rid of him and Adam Cole in that universe has been gone for four years so he has no idea what happened so he doesn't know about the whole he doesn't remember the whole Kenny thing and it's going to come back to him and I'm going to tell you when it's going to come back to him because on BTE he doesn't remember shit and Hangman Page is still gone when Hangman comes back Hangman is going to remind him by accident what really happened and when that kicks in that's when Adam is going to flip that switch he's going to turn on the Bucks he's going to turn on Kenny and it's going to the funny part is it's going to feel so weird because it's going to be like okay it's going to be Adam by himself and it's going to be Adam and maybe Hangman maybe the Dark Order and you're like okay it but the thing is, the really funny thing is, it's going to be that day when he turns. Because he's going to turn, and you're going to feel like there's nobody that can save him. There's nobody that can save him. And he's going to be all alone. And you're going to be like, fuck, he's done. But it's just going to be that one time, that like that one sign that popped up in WWE in 2006 is going to pop up here. You're going to be like, oh, that's right. Because, I mean, you can't do anything if you don't kill somebody. Fight if you can't kill. You can't fight or kill. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you said. And I mean... Who's to say that his friend doesn't win a tournament of a fallen heart? But I mean, that friend just might not be alone because any generic thing can happen. <laughs> and like, and like all of that in just one final beat, you never know how good it's gonna be. But. I'm just saying. He's got backup. Old Uncle Adam got backup. So, moving on. Some Monday Night Raw. How did you enjoy this Raw? It was so forgettable that I forgot what happened that whole show. Jesus Christ. Like, this was actually a memorable Raw. How did you forget a memorable Raw? Because everything else was, like, so good. That's the bad part, because this was actually really good. 
No, it, it was good. I remember like, like enjoying it. I just don't remember what happened. Oh no no! I, I, I remember I, what I felt. I don't remember why I felt it. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. So before Raw Saturday, Saturday pictures pop up on the internet, and it's like, oh shit! Like, wait, they had this match on the internet. Why can't we see this match? What? What the fuck? Like. Like what the fuck, WWE? We want to see this match. Why? Why have just the live events get it? No, the, the live events got it. But the live events got it so good that Vince was like, "Huh? I like that match. Y'all like that match? Oh, well, everybody's gonna like that match. Okay, Vince, you do with you. So, yeah, we get we get to the get to the show already set up. The Bloodline versus the New Day. Six man, Biggie comes out, celebrates his title win, talks about Brody Lee, crowd trains Brody Lee, and it was like it was very weird because he was never Brody Lee in WWE, but they chanted it, which was was kind of awesome. So then Roman and the Usos come out, and they go, Six man is now, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird. That's kind of weird. That is fucking. I was like, that's weird as shit. So, the match goes down. Usos, Roman versus the New Day. They're beating. Like, matches going. All of a sudden, Bob Lash comes out. And I swear, the ref's contacts came out. Because Bob Lash comes out and just starts beating the shit out of Big E. Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, knocks out the Uso. Kofi gets thrown back in the ring. And Kofi gets thrown back in the ring... And he gets beat by Roman. And it's like, okay. Like, the ref counted three. He saw him. He's like, wait, what the ref, you didn't see any of that? His so, monitor went out. Yeah. <laughs> and then the ref watches as Bob gets in the ring and spears the living fuck out of Roman. Plays Roman the fuck out. Bob goes back outside, spears Big E. Through the guardrail. It's like, oh, okay. I remember that so, shit now. He destroyed everybody. <laughs> yeah. So Bob Lash walks backstage, talks to Sonya and Adam. and says, hey, I want to beat both of the asses. They both bitches, and I'm going to beat both the asses. Okay. Okay, Bob. We get a little dumb backstage promo with Randy and, uh, Riddle. Then we get Eva Marie versus Dewdrop. And the loser is Eva Marie. Yeah. Wait. So Biggie goes back there, talks to Sonya Adam. Yo, I want a match. So then Paul Heyman comes back there. I want a match. They make a triple threat match later on tonight. So then we have Randy versus AJ. And me and Renegade have this running joke because this was a WrestleMania match and they keep not saying they said this is a WrestleMania caliber match for the first time ever they say this was a WrestleMania match and it's just that great it's like oh my god finally I remember now because it pissed me off because I actually did the joke and he told me oh they said that I'm not (laughs) I didn't so there was a 
everybody calls it the Spider-Man meme because I'm gonna erase that. Every time somebody stands in front of somebody and points at the other person, it is not the fucking Spider-Man meme. The Spider-Man meme is when you're the same person doing the same thing, pointing at the person. Yeah. This was uh, AJ Styles act like he was gonna go for the the forearm and Randy waiting for the RKO and then he then they pointed at each other like, huh? I, I caught you. I caught you. That's what that was. That was an I caught you. Not you're the same person. It was an I caught you. It's not the Spider Man meme. And like everybody got that wrong. It was like, oh, Spider Man meme. Eh, wrong. Spider Man is same person. This was I caught you meme. Like, uh huh. I saw you. I saw what you was about to do. <clears throat> saw you too. Uh huh. So then we had. Shayna versus Nia. This match was like, uh, it's going to be okay until Shayna just went into full, I'm Shayna mode. And Shayna started fucking her up. And Shayna choked her out. And Shayna felt sad. And Shayna tried to break Nia's arm. Tried? Yeah, she, she kicked it into the steps. And then she stood on it and popped her arm. Shayna felt sad and Nia kept crying and screaming to the top of her lungs. Shayna, no! Shayna, no! And then she just started screaming. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God. And it wasn't like it was, it was like an uncomfortable scream, not because it made me uncomfortable. It just was uncomfortable because it was just so loud and just like it's. It was like, I don't know, it just maybe uncomfortable, but not in the uncomfortable way that you think. Like, no, like, you, you feel uncomfortable. I thought we were back in the Thunderdome, like empty arena. Yeah, that's how loud she was. Yeah. Yeah. So they cleaned that up, and then we had a tag team match Mansoor and Ali versus the new tag team, the Primos, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. And, no, no, I call that. So the match starts out, and as the match starts out, Renegade goes, They're not even a tag team. He's wearing white, and the other one's wearing purple. And all of, <laughs> Shut up. And all of a sudden, Unhill takes off his pants, and he's wearing purple. And he's like, Oh, never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> right after I said it, I'm like, God damn it, I know you're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Not to mention, like, they had the same design, too. So. Yes. So the Primos won, and it was fucking awesome. I didn't see so that happening. Like, me neither. Me neither, but I'm glad it happened. And it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. They did a carrying cross promo. So Nikki and Rhea come out to do the Connors Cure thing. And, like, this usually doesn't, like, matter much. But, when they're doing this and Rhea starts to choke up and cry and show emotions, it's like, oh, like, this, like, this is actually touching. This actually makes sense. And it's touching. And they yep. dedicated their tag team title match win to the children. And I was like, I know Vince liked Michael Jordan, but I hope this is what his Michael Jordan's <laughs> days. 
This is for Michael Jordan. I hope not. I really hope not. <laughs> and fortunately, this wasn't a Michael Jordan day because we have new women tag team champions, Rhea and Nikki Ash. Super brutality. <laughs> yes. Funny thing about this is like everybody has been talking really bad and reckless about the Nikki Ash thing. Nikki Ash, when she turned Nikki Ash, since she's been Nikki Ash, she has won Money in the Bank, the women's title, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. and being won the tag team titles. All of this, all of this, as Nikki Ash. So people are wrong. Like the gimmick's actually working for her. Yes. Yes. Mm. So then we had. Uh, Alexa Clayroom. She's out there and she calls out Charlotte and they're trading insults and Alexa says that Charlotte is basically riding off her dad's gimmick and Charlotte is like, wait, aren't you one of Steak? Basically saying that she ripped off Bray and they basically start going back and forth shooting and it's like the thing that uh, that kind of bothered me was like the way people was like, "Oh, this promo sucked. This was the worst promo." And like, I understand like the one the one takeaway that they're like, "Oh, this is why it sucked because of the dogs." That, that's that's their only gripe, the Lily dogs. That's it. But other than that, she just had a doll out there. It wasn't doll focused. It wasn't like that. This was really a promo of them just going back and forth, like just laser focusing, taking shots at each other, and just like really fucking around. And like everybody just like completely wrote it off. And like a lot of people just like missed a lot of the lines because they were like, oh, this is so dumb. And someone was like, yeah, like 1,500 people got up and left while that came on. And that was not true. That was that was just like pure hatred of the gimmick and whatever. It's it's not true. None of that happened. None of that happened. People were still there. So whatever. But yes, pure life. So here's the thing that like kind of a lot of people had said because like they had compared the two promos. They go, which one was better? The Ruby and Brit promo from Rampage or the Monday Charlotte and Alexa. Like, I wasn't comparing even two, but they were like, yeah, they, they were kind of on the same level. And I'm like, they were because they kind of both were shooting at each other and like saying, like, saying shit that like was out of character, like to get under the person's skin. And it was like, hey, you know what? I'm, I really don't know. Like, I'm like, I, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't know. So yeah, no, I'm with you on that. They were the same thing. I was gonna say that, like if you they didn't say that, if you if you would have asked me which one I liked it more, yeah. So then we had a uh, Reggie thing, but they were looking for Reggie, and they were trying to find Reggie, and they couldn't find Reggie, and then they found Reggie, and then boom. Reggie. Reggie jumping. 
Reggie running. Reggie, Reggie, Reggie. Yeah. So then we have a Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. And if Jeff wins, it's a triple threat match, US title. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, pal. You even mm-hmm. said it was like, why Sheamus have that nose guard? Sheamus takes off the nose guard. As soon as he takes off the nose guard, he gets busted in the nose and he's bleeding everywhere. <laughs> fucking bleeding everywhere. He fucking loses to Jeff Hardy. So Jeff's now in the match, triple threat match at Extreme Rules. Like, yeah, how do you feel about that? I'm okay with a three I'm just stuck on the fucking like nose bleeding gimmick. Like, what the fuck? Yes. So then we had the triple threat match. Roman, Biggie, Bob Lash. This was a fucking this was fucking awesome. I loved it. I fucking loved it. It was a fucking awesome ass match. They beat the shit out of each other. It was fucking dope. And it was like, okay, all right. And we got to see this match. And this match was great. And I was kind of expecting Big E to pin Bob Lash, but Roman pinned Bob Lash. So it's like, okay, not mad at that. Not mad at that at all. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's, that's good. I mean, yeah. you don't want to, like, body too much when it comes to Big E. You know? I but, think- see, but, but see, here's the funny part. And a lot of people was like, yeah, like you squashed Bobby. This is the thing. Bobby beat mm-hmm. the shit out of Big E with a chair. He like slaps yeah. him with a chair. And he's just whipping and whipping and whipping. Roman caught Bob because Bob was so focused on beating his shit out of Big E. When he caught him, it was like, bam. And like, he got the one, two, three. That's what I'm like. A lot of people, like, I I keep saying this. A lot of people who just like are, are wrestling aficionados and like have been watching wrestling a long time, mm-hmm. they immediately remove themselves from different situations because they're like, this doesn't fit my narrative. So I'm going to remove myself from this. But literally, like, everything is literally just wrestling if you look at it. Like, yeah. you removing, like, you removing it for your narrative makes you just, like, feel like a hypocrite. So if you just watch wrestling and just watch wrestling and enjoy it, it's a fucking, like, it's a fucking banger. And, like, there's literally stuff that people actually write and make the fucking shows good. But... Yeah. Yeah, you just have to keep on to the fact of this is wrestling, this makes sense, and it's right there. It's literally right there. Yeah. Mind you, like like in my opinion, Roman beating like Bobby, like that wasn't a squash to me. Yeah, no, it's but like, it was if if Big E were to beat him again, it's like, okay, he beat him twice. Like Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people wanted Big E to win. They was like, "Yeah, we Big E should win because he's a new champion." But yeah. like I like I said, it made sense. And like I know they haven't announced it yet, and I hope that they do sometime within the next couple of days. That it's going to be Bob Lash versus Big E for the WWE Championship at Extreme Rules. 
Yeah. But but that's why I'm okay with Roman winning because it makes Roman more dominant. Plus, it leaves both of them open to like more stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that was raw. So, I know people always want this from our wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. What if spoiler? <laughs> How did you like what if? I liked it. Like this is like one of the ones I liked. That seemed like the majority of people did not like, which was weird. Okay, the thing that I didn't like was like it was way too boring because it was all just I want to party, I want to party, I want to party. When Captain Marvel showed up and it was a fight, it was like okay, this is cool because it's like two superheroes are fighting each other. And like they're really going at it. Like there's no real bad guys. They're just two superheroes fighting each other. And it's like, I like that part. That was the best part. Okay. Yeah, like that was that was my part to me. Like everything else was like because like when you do a retelling of a story and it's super dry and it's like no real cool thing happening. It's like eh. like eh, eh. Like, that's how it feels. It's like, eh, eh. But when it happens and then, like, it's something cool that happens in there, you're like, oh, well, this actually makes it cool. Like, like I keep saying, Peggy Carter, it's as worst episodes as Peggy Carter and then this episode. And then this, like, everything else is, like, didn't suck. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, this, like, this was really boring because it just, like, was all fun, 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 fun until Captain Marvel showed up. And then after Captain Marvel showed up and like they called his mom, his mom came and he'd act like he was studying and then left. And it's like, oh, well, that's a thing. And then you see Ultron Vision there and you're like, well, I mean, that would be cool. But once again, it, the show ends and now we have no cliffhanger because there's no parts of that. You notice even the fucking, like, uh, what's his name? The watcher was fucked up about it. Like, wait, what? Yeah, because, like, that was the funny part about that is, like, that's an actual thing in the comics, except for the Infinity Stones. But, like, that's a fucking actual thing. It's like, this is an actual thing where, like, Hank Pym, which is, like, he hooks up with Ultron. Envision and they become like one person, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, you know, that's a thing. But the only difference was it was the Infinity Stones. And I was like, oh, that's a nice little touch. Gotcha. So, speaking of what if, mm-hmm. what if wrestling had a new Steiner, but they didn't name him Steiner? What if? What happens then? It would still be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, NXT 2.0. Champa comes out celebrating his title, and then we have a bunch of the new kids in the ring. They're all in the ring. Champa's in the ring talking about the championship and talking about how this is NXT until Pete Dunn comes out. Him and, uh, Ridge Holland. I almost called him Weasel. I don't know why I almost called him Weasel. I called him Red Racer that day. <laughs> yeah. 
LA Knight comes out, Cameron Grimes comes out, and a big brawl breaks out. Everybody's beating the shit out of everybody. But Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn, they wind up the last two in the ring with Rick Snyder and Tommaso Ciampa. So they wind up having a tag team match later on. That's a thing. We cut to the back. B-Fab and Electro Lopez are beefing, and they're going to have a match later. And then we have the fucking Cruiserweight title. Roderick Strong versus Kushida. How'd you like this match? It was really good. Like, for some odd reason, like, like, Roderick Strong, like, looks more like a cruiserweight now. Like, he lost a lot of weight. Like, I, it was or, questionable to me. Or it was the lights. You know what? It might have been the lights. Yeah. So. The one thing, I felt yeah, like this like, match could have been. I felt like it could have been longer. I felt like it could have been longer. It should have been longer. I don't know why. I felt like yeah, it could have been longer. Yeah, man. But it was, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. So, Roderick wins, beat Kushida, and Grayson Waller comes out, and he's like, hey, man. Hey, buddy. I want to fight you for the Cruiserweight title. And I'm like, okay, well, this is New Japan style of challengers where the champion wins the match, and then the challenger comes out right after the match and is like, yo, one shot the title. So I was like, I, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So then we have Tony D'Angelo talking about his uncle up in Brooklyn and how they put people in a river and then like they go missing or whatever. You know, it is a thing. It's like, okay. He's showing up sometime soon. I really hope that he shows up soon. A lot of people are very invested into him. They're like, I like this guy. Like I, I do too, because it's like it's a different gimmick, and it's like I like it. I like it. It's it's different. It's interesting. So we have um, the two big guys from last week who are a tag team. So they talk about how they met because they were in a bar, and they were in a bar and they were fighting, and they got in a bar fight, and they was like, "I can watch your back, and you can watch mine," and they start fighting, and they was good. And that's it. So Josh Yeah, I forgot his name. So then so, so then we had Amira uh, Miller and Kaylee Ray. They fought for the very first time. And everybody is like, oh my god, she's like Amira Miller is basically the new Bailey because she has bubbles. And I'm like, you guys totally forgot about Emma, but whatever. <laughs> and like, everybody's like, oh, it's so childish and it's so kitty. And it's like, words escape me, literally. So Kaylee Ray gets the win. And that's the thing. So we get a promo for Dante Shin. And Dante Shin is the first Singapore wrestler. And he's going to be wrestling next. And it's like, okay. 
So Zion Quinn shows up with these women. My timeline became so fucking sticky. It just was so sticky. It just was so completely sticky. Every wet woman just was like, oh my God, who is that? He's like, it's Zion Quinn. Oh my God, I love Zion Quinn. He's so dope. You just saw him for like five seconds. He's so dope. I'm watching NXT every week. Oh my God. It's like, you guys are, you guys are just bad. You guys are fucking degenerates. Like, you call us out. You guys are bad. Yeah, dude. Like I'm glad you figured out his name because at that point, like no one knew, even knew his name. Just keep on Twitter going crazy. Yeah, just crazy. So Dante Shim takes on Trey Baxter, and like I'm not even gonna lie, the only thing cool about Dante Shim is his gold face mask, and he yes. took it off, and then he wrestled, and he wasn't like spectacular. I'm watching them. I'm like, I thought you were going to be like some breakout superstar, spectacular boss dude. It's like, no, no, no. He gets the win. We have, yeah, he all right. Then we have Chase University. We have whatever his name, Chase. So he's teaching the class. And the guy, Steve, was like, because Chase is criticizing um, Odyssey Jones. So the guy says something to him. And Chase goes, Who the fuck did you beat, Steve? Huh? Who the fuck did you beat? Get the fuck off my class. And like, I'm not lying. They literally beat up the fuck part. But he literally told him, Who the fuck did you beat, Steve? He kicked him out of class. I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. I blame you for that. Why? Why me? Steve's your go-to name whenever I ask, like, who's so-and-so? And And you don't know the person's name. His name's Steve. I I know. I know. Like, it could be something totally random. Like, who's the next person who's going to be a Smash Bros? It's Steve. And it was Steve. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, NXT is supposed to be a little bit more edgier with, like, words and women and a lot of things it's, it's going to be a lot of edgy. so here's the thing that is funny about that edge Joe Gacy comes out Joe Gacy does a sit down it's like guys this is a safe space and so Joe Gacy like Joe Gacy is like supposed to be like a PC type dude and a lot of people like immediately just like oh my god get this off of my TV whatever whatever and they was like they just was talking shit and then Cameron Grimes comes out cause like apparently like they don't want the pol- the kind of political kind of gimmick in there and I'm like guys I'm like it's okay <laughs> 20 seconds later huh I even questioned it yeah but 20 seconds later Joe Gacy starts rustling Cameron Grimes and it's like everybody was like Hold up, new Kevin Owens can go. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, see, y'all was already ready to cancel him out for the fucking beginning of the gimmick. Y'all didn't see him wrestle. So Cameron Grimes beat Joe Gacy, and then Joe Gacy shakes his hand, 
gives him a hug and leaves. It's like, oh, okay, all right, that's true. Like, all right, that that's that's the thing. People are like, okay, I liked it, liked it a lot. So then we had Electra Lopez. She comes out for her match, and she beats the living hell out of her opponent. Like, it just was so crazy. She beat the hell out of her. Like, she beat her so bad, and like, Alector Lopez is like, she's strong, and she's she's badass. She's badass. So, she... Yeah. She calls out B-Fab, and B-Fab comes out, B-Fab, and her get into a brawl, and they're gonna wind up having a match soon. Don't know when, but soon. So, Trey Baxter is in the back, and he's all sad about losing. So, Corey Jade comes in, which is his real-life girlfriend. And she, like, she calls, like, he, like, she says, you're my hero. And she gives him this deep, long, juicy kiss. And he says, superhero. Somebody automatically goes, oh my god, they're gonna have another superhero. And I was like, (laughs) you totally jumped down the wrong fucking thing. And I swear to God, some of these, like, I like, I literally keep questioning, like, some of these people's, like, relationships. I'm like, you've never been down, and somebody says something to you, and you take it and run with it, but not turn it into a gimmick, just be like, Somebody say, you're awesome. Like, fucking awesome. Like, they leave, like, after they kiss you, like, that. fucking awesome. Like, you just be, like, you just be feeling yourself and you just say some shit. That's what he was saying. Like, and I, that's why I'm looking at people like, this is gonna be another superhero game. I'm like, have you never kissed a girl that really liked you or you liked her and she just blew your mind and you just said something really stupid after that? Or like just add it on to whatever she said. Like that never happened. I'm like, what the fuck? Like I, I know some of you claim to be married. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Like I'm so, you so baffled sometimes. Yeah, they, they, they don't get it. They don't get it. That's all you can. Because some of these things, I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see this. So. Then we have, uh, I was going to call her Taya Valkyrie, but Frankie Monet and Raquel Diaz thing. So we have, I forgot her name, but her first name is Lash. And she walks out of William Regal's office and she says she's going to have a talk show next week. I was drooling the whole time because she just was gorgeous. So Lash next week is going to have a talking segment and I'm going to sit there and drool while she talks because she was extremely hot. It's called dashing out. Yes. So then we get back in the ring and Odyssey Jones beats up two random dudes. One dude didn't even look like he should be there because he just was like, I don't want to be here. 
<laughs> and then they both got just completely destroyed. And Andre Chase comes out, and Andre Chase watches these two guys get murdered. And he's like, um, uh, I'm gonna hit you with a chair. And obviously punches a chair. I was like, um, uh, uh, okay, fuck you. So that chair too, by the way. Yes. So then we get in the bag. Grayson Waller standing there, and he's talking about he's going for the cruiserweight title. So Carmelo Hayes comes up with his contract, which apparently is like uh, money in the bank you can cash in anytime you want. So they're beefing, and this is literally where half of the internet melt down because of what happened. Other half melt down because who happened, and then some people got extremely angry. So Carmelo Hayes and Tricky are standing there after they argue with Gacy. I mean, whatever his name. So Toxic Attraction walks out, which is Mandy, Gigi, and JC. I mean, yeah, JC James. What's your name? So they come up and Carmelo and Trick are looking at them drooling all over themselves because they're like hot women. So the ones that melt down was immediately was like Oh my God! I hate this because all black women, all black men, like love white women. That trope is dead. I can't believe they do this. This is so wrong. Which is so racist. I hate that. Like I really hate that. I'm not even gonna get deep into that. But I hate that. I hate when people keep saying shit like that. It was like we gotta stick in our own race. We're we're not. We're not fucking. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. If, if more people fuck and the races just keep spreading out, it's great. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. 100%. So, back to this. Toxic Attraction was was looking extremely hot. Yeah, I went there. They were extremely hot. And they came out and they said, we're hot and we're going to take over the division. And we're going to do tag team titles. We're gonna win the tag team titles because we should get the tag team titles. And tag team titles is all we want because we're hot and we should get tag team. And tag team is like, okay, I understand you want the tag team titles. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> so we cut to the back and we see EO and Zoe. And they're like, yeah, they want the tag team titles. EO's like, I'm gonna defend my tag team titles. And Zoe's like, our tag team, my tag team titles. So Persia, which is Indy Hartwell's friend comes out and says, when my friend Indy comes back from her honeymoon, we want those tag team titles. So they're still arguing and that's over. So then we get to the main event. Pete Dunne, Ridge Holland versus Braun Breaker and Ciampa. So the match goes on. Really good match. Braun Breaker, standout star. Winds up getting the win. So, he grabs the belt to give it to Ciampa. But before he gives it to Ciampa, he's looking at it, and he's holding it. Ciampa's like, give me my belt. Give me Goldie. Give me Goldie. He's like, come on. And he, he rustles it away from him. He's like, okay. But, did you notice, like, after Bro- Ciampa was trying to do the dog face gremlin Steiner thing? Yeah. 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 
that, that was kind of cool. At the same time, though, like that's his normal trope that he does with um, Timothy Thatcher. So, like, yes. not too many people pick up on it, though. Yes. But, like, it was really funny. Braun yeah. Breaker even did the Steiner recliner at one point. In this match, or was this? Yeah, no, this match. no, in this match. Kyle O'Reilly had came out during this match and beat up Pete Dunne. So, that was a thing. So, yeah. So he beat up, um, I almost called Rich him Yeah, Rich What the hell is that, a mallet, or? Um, it's a, some kind of, I want to call it a bobby stick, but that's, it doesn't, that doesn't seem right. It's, it's called something weird over there in, uh, UK land. Yeah. Yeah. It's a stick he carries, basically. Yeah, it's like for police and shit. Yeah. So, before we end this, to bring this back to AEW and a conversation we had at the end, which we're going to not leave it on a cliffhanger, but we're going to say it and then we're going to discuss it more later, but it's kind of a cliffhanger. How do you feel about a secondary women's title in AEW? Huh. It would be weird because you really don't have that, but I'm all for it. Dude, like this is something that I actually really wanted. Because yeah. like it like it makes sense. Like it makes so much sense to have this. Like yeah, like I I real like I really want this. And like AEW, they say they're gonna bring that and they might bring the trios title. I'm all for it. And when Dynamite moves to TBS and Rampage stays on TNT, that is going to be a cool thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Until next time, uh, mm-hmm. That's it.